Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, guys? It's your boy Dylan. I'm here to talk about once again betonline.ag. Betonline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. They're the fastest and easiest way for all your betting needs for all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure you use our promo code BLEAVE, that is capital letters B L E A V, to receive your rewards. One more time, that is capital letters B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Huntzinger at Thunder Chats, where you're part of the Believe Network. This podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Unfortunately, I am not with my brothers as we were the last time you got to hear us on the podcast. Uh, that was one for the books, our first live pod since we started this thing. But as you hear him exasperatingly sigh in the background, I am joined by possibly intoxicated Champagne Jerry. What's up, Jerry? Now tonight I am relieving myself from the vendor that I was on last weekend with you guys. Uh, <laughs> I will never ever drink champagne and think it's a good idea to play basketball because um, that was rough. And the festivities continued through Monday night. Like Papa Cone and and Cone went to the Warriors game. I ended up going to that game, sitting right behind them. And I was like, ah, I'm not going to drink tonight. Four Trulies later, in a bush light. Um, <laughs> Actually, two bush lights and a Michelob Ultra and three Trulies, actually. I'm sorry. Um, I drank that night. So uh, what a weekend. What a weekend. And sorry in advance. I listened to that pod, guys. Holy crap. That was just like a system of a down song in a podcast version the whole time. But it was the greatest song it was entertaining, ever heard. Yeah, yeah, it was very entertaining. It was a fun listen back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hey. You're not alone on the alcohol, um, the, the alcohol anonymous names here. Also joining us today from the state of Texas in his lovely Thunder office, we've got Matthew Mimosa Moles. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? Uh, lots to celebrate. I turned 38 yesterday. Oh, happy, birthday. Birthday. happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. Too, terrible man. friend. I don't, I don't get on Facebook uh, anymore. So no, Same. I never get on Facebook either. So it's no big deal. I didn't make a big deal about it. You know, people take that picture of their profile and they're like, is my profile broken with all the balloons <laughs> over it? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not that guy. Um, but I, my wife did hook it up with some, uh, some cookies and cream cupcakes. And hey. so I'm going to tear that up and, uh, and just enjoy this thunder victory. 153 points tonight, guys. Hold on, hold on. Hopefully, you tore something else up last night. Oh, god, uh, <laughs> the, the toilet 
They, oh dang it! <laughs> so yeah. So wait a second. Yep. I just got to. I got to let everybody know real quick. Uh, what what Dylan was referring to with our Alcoholics Anonymous going on. Um, Maddie, don't be embarrassed, but he had a shirt off in the middle of my house at about twelve thirty <laughs> at night while we were playing beer pong. Uh, and we were acting like straight college kids the whole night. So it was fun. Um, it was a good time. Yeah. What a great night. What a great night. Well, because I, I was whooping your ass and I wanted you to know what a specimen <laughs> of a man looked like. Oh, so. Lord. Uh, <laughs> you take your six feet and one inches and go oh, to hell. God. Okay. I'm you go to hell. All right. Well, <laughs> speaking of tearing things up, man. Uh, the Thunder bounced back in a victory against the Houston Rockets tonight in which, as Maddie Mole said, we scored a franchise record 153 points to 121 against the Houston Rockets, a game in which uh, we, you know, <clears throat> we lost the last time we played the Rockets. Like, I mean, we got out-hustled, out-hearted, out-wheeled, out-rebound, out-battled, like just out-played in every stretch of the imagination – and when I say, like, this is, like, the exact opposite of how that game went, like, it was the exact opposite of how the game went. And you guys know the deal. We're going to get into it with the segment we like to call Single Large Item. And since Matty Moles has a very busy man, he's got to jump off here soon. I'm going to let him have the first Single Large Items. Oh, uh, Matty Moles, go ahead. So, SGA, who's an all-star, by the way, um, in case you didn't know, um, he had two pretty rough games, right? Going against the Warriors, he didn't start so well. The last game against the Rockets was pretty rough. At the end of the first quarter, the score was SGA 20, <laughs> Houston 19. Yes, sir. Tonight, he got after it. The only thing that kept him from dropping a 50 burger was the fact that he didn't play one second in the fourth quarter. Yep, he had 42 points. I yep. uh, double yep. check. Yeah, he got 42. 42 points at the end of three. Yeah. Um, and he could have gotten a lot more, but he was, he was out there getting sick with it, having fun with his teammates. He had this little flip pass with his left hand to Jay will who buried the oh, three nasty. It was, just, <laughs> that was, it was just, and Jay will held the form too, just to like be petty. Just, so yeah, he held it. I also love how Shay showed no interest on like going for the rebound. Like he immediately just started walking back to the other end of the court. He knew it was in. (laughs) I mean, the the guys they definitely built some uh, momentum. I think coming off of this game, this was definitely the most get right of all get right games for them. Uh, And you could you could just see how they started. uh, You know, feeding off of SGA in that first quarter you could just see everybody kind of relax and say, okay, we're fine. We lost three of the last four, but we're back now. We're good to go. Yeah, for sure, man. And I mean, you know, talking about his offense, like, I mean, that's easy to do. Like when you score 42 and three quarters, like without hitting a single three, by the way, like that's, that's crazy. Like to score 42 points without hitting a single three, he only shot two. So, but he missed both of those. Um, defensively man like shea was setting the tone early on um the official box score says three steals but at one point the thunder broadcast had credited him with four steals in the first quarter yeah and like you know whether he had four steals or not it didn't matter he was getting his hands all over the ball like he was very active all night long uh finished with three steals two blocks one of which came at the very end of the first half 
you know, just capping off the crazy half that Shea had already had. Like, I mean, I, I just continue to be impressed with the guy. And, you know, they started sending doubles at him in the third. And, you know, he was trying to get those buckets to get the career high. And I don't blame him, but there was a lot of the times when they sent the double, he saw the shot wasn't there and he made really nice passes out of the, those double teams to, to his teammates, you know, kind of with the Jalen Williams uh, three-pointer. It wasn't out of a double team, but dude was wide open. It was a nice read. And, you know, I, I just thought Shea really showed the whole bag tonight. Yeah. Uh, what kind of bag is that? Like, it's like Louie's here. What's more expensive than Louie? Because he was in that one tonight. Um, and the man wears a lot of Louie. So, is it Hermes? Is it I, Hermes I, or Hermes? I'm not a purse man myself, so I don't know. I'm not the man to talk to. Yeah, like Dylan goes to Dooney and Burke, and they go wild for it in Kentucky. So um, they know nothing about designer in Kentucky. Uh, no, when I need a bag, I just get the spare one that Jerry got from the Thunder Shop. <laughs> <laughs> no, no lies detected there. Um, no, Shay, Shay played so great. I, and I think that's the, the to end the first half with that block on the three pointer. I thought just really solidified kind of where his mindset was at that whole first half. Um, even though Woody only put up eight points in the second quarter. Um, he missed most of his shots there. Credit to the Rockets, though. I mean, they really did try really damn hard to shut him down uh, in that second quarter. Uh, well, actually, really the rest of the game, because let me put up, what, 22 the rest of the, you know, the, the other two quarters. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had a couple of just straight nasties, that, that turnaround fadeaway on the left baseline over Jalen Green. Oh, my God, that was so clean. Yeah, it was so nasty. And he knew it was just traffic cone season right whenever it, he had him on him. Um, I can't remember the big guy that they had on him there for a little bit, but he just went right past him. Oh, he was uh, cooking Jabari Smith Jr.'s lunch, dude. I was getting to that one next where he just pulled that nasty just – that was just so disgusting. We just had him on skates um, and it just went in. And then, I mean, he also had another one where he, uh, in the third quarter where it was on the left baseline, Oh, well, kind of midi um, where he put someone on skates and I thought he was going to miss it because normally he just only hits the bottom of the net. He doesn't hit anything else. Um, and it bounced around the rim a couple of times and went in. I think that was for like his 38th point or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Shea was just absolutely stupid tonight. Um, and credit to the refs, they finally gave him all-star calls tonight uh, when it came down to getting down to the line. Uh, and he earned – he probably could have had a couple more if we're being honest. He just didn't get the calls. Uh, but what a freaking game by him. It, it He looks like he's playing in slow motion. You know, like it's just mm-hmm. – so much slower for him than everybody else on the floor. Um, and yeah, he's, he's just ridiculous. I'm so happy he's on our team. I can concur. I'm also very happy he's on our team. Yeah. Um, let's go to you, Jerry. What's uh, what's your next thing large item? We've got a few to pick for him, so I'll let you, you know, go. Yeah, on. no, I'm going to go with the shooting from the bench tonight. Um, so credit to all the bench guys, they shot 12 of 25 from three point land. Um, and I didn't count the field goals from, um, you know, just everywhere else on the floor, but 
really nice percentages across. I mean, Trey Mann was the only exception. Uh, it just wasn't hidden for him tonight. He was taking good shots, uh, minus that one where he was trying to get to 150 real fast, which was absolutely terrible. Uh, and then Baisley's Baisley showed him how it's done. <laughs> yeah, dude. I said, Oh my there. God. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, in our text or in our chat, um, Jerry was like, leave it to base to screw us out of getting our, our record. And then he comes back down again, like shortly after that and banks it in from like 30 feet. Yeah. And he's like, he's just like, never mind. Yeah. That's all I said. <laughs> well, cause he had that scoop where we got the, the shot clock violation. And I was like, that was freaking dumb. Like you might as well. And, and credit to Isaiah, dude, like, he was really trying to get that 153 real quick. And I think he was trying to make his final push for the old three point contest. Uh, Cause he went absolutely ballistic um, in that second half uh, as far as shooting from three. Um, so yeah, just credit to the, just the, the thunder bench tonight, just playing stupid. Well, uh, we had one, two, we had three people in uh, double digits Mm -hmm. uh and another three really stinking close to being in double digits and that's all from our bench all of them scored um, at least eight yep yep so um that's just the type of basketball that you want to play and that's the kind of bench that you want and um it really showed out tonight granted it's against the rockets they're absolutely deplorable um but you're supposed to beat that team mm -hmm. you know by how much you did that we actually should have been up by way more but we just Quit playing defense, it felt like, for about an eight-minute stretch. Black eye of the league. Justin <laughs> Rogers are the black eye of the league. Absolutely, they are. Yeah, I love what I saw from the bench, man. I mean, top to bottom, like, Baisley shot 100%. Like, all of his points were in garbage time, but, like, he was still great in garbage time. Uh, Kendrick Williams, he only played 10 minutes, which is crazy, but he shot four or five, hit both of his three-pointers. Had four assists, three rebounds. Ooze yep. did good in his minutes. He got like 21 points. He lost the ball a couple times. He had three turnovers, but like just stuff in the stat sheet. Shot well from three. Trey Man struggled, like you said. But Isaiah Joe, five of eight from three, knocking down. We had a Steph Curry turnaround before the shot went in from Isaiah Joe yep. in the game. That was awesome to see. And uh, again, man, I just continue to love the Jalen William. Uh, minutes uh, from Big J Will. I mean, in in 24 minutes tonight, you know, he didn't do anything crazy. Reinvent the wheel. He had 8.6 rebounds and one assist with a block, but shot three or four, two or two from deep, and played admirable defense. I gotta say, on Alper Shingun, who finished the game with 10 points, five eight shooting. He took two charges against him specifically, yep. and like you could tell, he was legitimately getting in Shingun's head, in Shingun's head. So. Uh, shout out Jay Will on that. Uh, absolutely on the bench. Uh, Moles, you got anything else to add on the bench, brother? Um, yeah, just, I mean, kind of bench adjacent. Talking about Isaiah Joe and Mike Muscala, who's been, you know, pretty steady on the bench. Like 10 of 16 between the two of them from three. Yeah. Finally mm -hmm. started to see all of those shots go in um, for, for Moose. So, I mean, everybody was just feeling it. Everybody was vibing. Everybody was engaged. Really goes to show the system that we have. Um, side note about about the bench and Oost, like, 
Jane Gang's going to be going back to the blue. Apparently, he, it was predetermined. Really? Yeah, which will be yeah. which will be good um, for yeah, him. You sad. know, he gets to go and kind of lead it a bit and and get his minutes and all that. He's starting to look like he's figuring it out a little bit, but you can still obviously tell, you know, in some of the flow. Yeah, um, well, he had three really bad turnovers. Really bad and, turnovers. <laughs> and it's going to happen for somebody. Like he's crazy young. He's yeah. a rookie. He doesn't get all the burns. So going back to the blue and maybe we start running some things through him, put him through some of those concepts, and then he'll come back ready, ready to go in the back end of the season. But man, not a whole lot to to hate on the bench tonight from anyone. Yeah, well, who's the thing that I was like impressed with? Like you went through the full experience on one series. Like he lost the ball. Uh, Tari came in for a layup. Ooze contested without fouling, got the yeah. rebound, you know, gave the ball up, went back down court. The ball came back to him right from the rim. Again, made the mistake of not going straight up, kind of waiting. Tari Easton blocked the shot, but it was a goaltending and he got fouled. So, you know, it was like the full ooze experience, but like you could tell he's like starting to catch on to things. And you could also tell, like, you know, he messes up some things. He had a backdoor cut. Jalen Williams hit him perfectly right under the basket. Says just turning around, putting it up. He kind of hesitated, let two guys collapse on him and put up an awkward shot. So yeah. uh, it's a work of progress for ooze. But I mean, dude's still stupid young. He missed a lot of the season due to injury. Like the signs are there, the flashes are there. That's all I'm saying. And I just got to add, I love the fact that. Um, we have kids and I'm calling them kids on purpose because I'm double their age for the most part. Um, they're, they're kids that need proactive and still have like teenage acne in a couple of years, they're not going to have that. And just watching these kids grow over the next couple of years would be so freaking awesome. Um, and then quick shout out to Mike Muscala with the Dirk Nowitzki oh tribute gosh. with that one legger. Um, that was absolutely beautiful. Um, so yeah, just what, what an amazing, what a, just a great win again against, a, and I, I got to emphasize this a lot tonight against a very bad Rockets team that we shouldn't have lost to the other night. So, um, but we did it boys. Well, I, I think it's worth noting, uh, you know, Ryan Styles was tweeting out the interviews right now. They asked Isaiah Joe about the game and Isaiah Joe said, yeah, we definitely owed them one. Uh, so you could tell the thunder really came out like with the point of emphasis on like trying to like, not only get this win, but like make a statement like with this win, not just not to the league necessarily, because like you said, the Rockets are bad, but to the Rockets, like you're you're still beneath us. Like, yeah. and like we're, we're about to prove it. So um, I'll Moose, one more thing I wanted to touch on with Moose. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. Every time, every time. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, as you're talking about offensively, but again, just like Shay, I was very impressed with Moose's activity defensively. Like uh, Chelsea was too. Um, there early on, uh, you know, he kind of let Shingoon just get like an easy dunk, like at the very first, like outset yep. of the game. But like from then on, he was locked in, like sh- running all the way up the floor to get deflections. Um, like, yeah, I mean, he was getting his hands on all kinds of loose balls. I mean, he had six rebounds. He was, you know, doing a good job of, like, mucking it up inside. Like, I was very impressed by Moose, like, overall in this game, not to mention the fact that he hit five threes, not to mention the fact that he hit the crazy Dirk shot. Like, Moose was everywhere tonight. 
And uh, I, I guess that brings me to my single large item since Moles took Shay. Uh, I'm going to go to Josh Giddy. So what was impressive about Josh Giddy is he kind of let Shay cook there early on. Obviously, Shay had 20 points, and, you know, Giddy took a couple of shots, but he wasn't doing anything to kind of mess up the flow of the offense or you know, Shay's flow. And, you know, whenever Shay went out in the first quarter, Giddy was kind of the stabilizer. He, yep. I, I think he looked more confident tonight than he has in weeks. Uh, I think he looked a lot more like the Josh Giddy we were seeing in December. Um, there was a stretch where he had, like, I think two straight drives where he finished with a floater off the glass. Um, the I think a, a possession shortly after that was when he was able to knock down the three from straight away. And then he had uh, a couple plays where he was just cutting to the basket, and Shea or I think Jalen Williams also found him on one of them, just found him, and he finished, like, beautifully in traffic. And uh, we really saw these two – you know, Gideon Shea's chemistry on full display tonight. And, it, you know, it makes you wonder why anybody ever questioned that it would work because – and a lot of it is a credit to Shea working on his off-ball game. You know, like he said he did in the offseason, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know it by how effective he is on ball, but you could really see that he's worked on his off-ball game. Emphasis on his cutting – uh, whenever Giddy has his back to the basket and he's looking, Shea is trying to fill up that space inside, and Giddy's great at finding him. It happened like two or three times tonight, and uh, yeah, man, I, I was just really impressed by you know uh, Giddy kind of staying in the flow of the offense. He, I mean, obviously the stat sheet was great: seventeen points, eight rebounds, ten assists, three steals, one block. Uh, he actually shot sixty-one percent from the field, eight of thirteen. One of four from deep, so you know he's still a little bit of a shooting slump, but like it didn't affect his game at all. Like he was, he was awesome tonight. No, he. he oh, sorry. Go ahead, Maddie. Okay. Oh, well, just gonna... well, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> you do it. You go. For uh, sure. The one thing I hate right now in his game is how reluctant he is to just pull the trigger from deep when he's open. It's like he has to take a second and process the fact that he can get the shot off and then he shoots it. I, I just want him to catch it in rhythm and go straight up. It's like he has to reset himself somehow before he fires the three. Mm-hmm. And I think he's overthinking it a lot. Just catch and shoot, bud. Like, let's go. Yeah, and, and if you noticed, actually, whenever he was really hot, what was he shooting? Like 40? What was it, Dylan? I know you know. He was shooting like 45% from three at one point. So when he was shooting that high clip, it was a lot of those, just catch and shoot, not thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Tonight, he definitely, well, as of late, he really has been doing that. Um, And who knows? It could be changing up a little bit of the mechanics. It could be a couple little things, but totally agree with you on that. Um, I think the big thing that's so crazy to me, especially with him, is the kids almost racking up a triple double like the last month, almost every single game, like really close to it. Um, and he's doing it with a very low turnover rate, especially if you notice where he's getting most of his minutes is with that second unit really. And truly, um, you know, being that stabilizer, being that guy. So, um, Giddy's a dude, man. Like he he can keep everything running afloat, and you know nothing. Um, the wheels just not completely falling off during those non-shade minutes. So, mm-hmm. um, 
God, he, he, he's been great. And tonight, he really, really, really was. It was really great. He's got such nice touch around the basket, man. Like some of those, like just cradle layups that he does, and they just like it. It looked like he's going so fast, and like you could, you could like realistically see his layup like getting sped up and like going hard off the glass. But like it just it drops right in, like yeah. it's so smooth. It's all about angles. I showed y'all that last Saturday. <laughs> all about angles, baby. Uh, right, shout out Jerry in his first step. Yeah, well, that and I told you I'm Steve Nash. Oh, yeah, I, that is true. That is true. I I did I did see the Steve Nash comparison as well. Yes, because I will take you to the hole all game long, and you can't do anything about it. Because granted, I'm I wasn't guarding you, so you know Bro, we, we can't say anything about seriously. That, <laughs> I might be driving to Kentucky this summer, and we will play pickup, and I'll record the whole thing, and I will cook you. I love the you too. Whole game. Right. I don't. I don't even care if you cook me. I just want you to drive to Kentucky. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's fair. Um, but um, but no, he's he's it's it, like on that part of his game, he definitely feels like he's getting a lot more comfortable than what he was even last year and at the beginning of this year. I mean, granted, he's shown flashes every so often, um, but it's definitely turning into a consistency where he's taking advantage of those mismatches because who was it that he took down? Was it Jalen Green that he took down, put him on his hip? And wouldn't uh, surprise me. I think it was. I think it was Jalen Green because um, he just knew he had him. So um, credit to Joshua. Good job, Mr. Giddington. Very nice for Giddington. Um, yeah, I that's that's all I want to cover individually wise. I just do want to give a shout out to Ty Ty, you know, my Kentucky guy putting up 20 points off the bench. He shot very well. I, I kind of wish Houston would give him more run. I feel like he's a better player and fit for that team than Dacian Nix, but you know, that's besides the point. Um, last thing I want to do about this game, uh, you know, after the last game against the Rockets, I was in my fields, I was not happy about the performance, and I tweeted. Uh, do better, simple as that. Got out hustled, got out worked, out wheeled, out hearted, out played, do freaking better. And I, I tweeted out the gif of, you know, whenever LeBron told the reporters to, I don't remember if he said do better or be better, um, but I tweeted that out. And tonight, I just want to pull up the game charts here. Uh, in every metric, aside from blocks, which the Rockets had us by two. And every and, and points in the paint, Rockets had us by six. And every other metric, points, rebounds, assists, steals, protecting the ball, turnovers, shooting from the field, the three-point line, the stripe, second chance points, fast break points. OKC had control of this game. We didn't get it from the stripe, by the way. Yeah, we did. No, they, they did. got us twenty-one to twenty. No, I, I'm saying percentage-wise. My apologies. Oh, okay. Sorry, 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 yeah. sorry. Misunderstood. My apologies. Yeah, we shot 87%. They shot 77.8%. Okay. So. That is correct. Yeah. So, like, in every metric possible, like, we out-hustled them, we out-worked them, we out-willed them, we out-hearted them, we out-played them, and they did freaking better. So, shout-out OKC for doing freaking better. <laughs> <laughs> but with that being said, uh, we do have some more things to talk about. So we will get to that on the other side of this break. And we're back after that break. And uh, guys, you know, as we kind of talked about a little bit in that segment, actually, I don't think we talked about it. I think Mulch just said it um, whenever he started a single large item. Shea is an all-star. We, we finally have it. 
should have happened two years ago. Uh, you're not going to get much argument about or from me about last year, but absolutely two years ago and absolutely this year. Shea should have been an all-star, and he is an all-star this year. Um, he is an all-star reserve in the Western Conference. Uh, I I mean, I – I'm, I can't be more like excited. Like I'm, I'm so freaking excited. Um, obviously they dropped the all-star merch and in the thunder shop, there are certain sizes that are already sold out. <laughs> like, yeah. Like it's, it's been two days. No, did you see that kid on the, the video that was like looking around? You could tell he was like really trying to find a certain size mm-hmm. either color and he couldn't find it. He just kind of walked away dejected. <laughs> and this little kid like comes up behind him. I'm guessing it was like a medium or something like grabs it off the rack and was all excited about it. Like, so, this is mine. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was me in the thunder shop trying to find the, the white shade jersey. It just it wasn't happening. No, hey, if, if you need two X or three X, they got you though. Yeah. For you big boys. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I do want to say um, they apparently, you know, they asked Shay about being an all-star because he said it was one of his goals. And I don't know who asked him specifically, but they kind of asked for him to expand on that. Like, what are some of your other personal goals? And, you know, there, there's some normal ones that every other player wants. Like, he wants to be an all-star starter. <clears throat> he wants to win a championship. He wants to win MVPs. But he has 50-40-90. In his goal, which is something that I've been pushing for for a little bit, and this is this is awesome right here for another one of his goals. He wants to be on an NBA All Defensive Team. Okay, come on, man. Yeah, that's. I mean, you average. What is the average of four steals a game right now? No, chill, chill, Jerry, chill. How, how many steals is it? I will. <laughs> he, he, I think he's at like one point nine. Okay, I had to guess. So nine and one point one blocks as of um, before today's game. He's at one point seven steal, one point one block. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, as a guard, I think that's definitely doable. I mean, I I don't even know the comps on that. Yeah, he just really has to get to the point where he's winning his matchup on defense. Right now, a lot of his defense is just being like an off-ball pest. Um, you know, he's good at like creating turnovers, but in terms of like just locking down guys, like he's he's nowhere near Lou Dort. And still at this juncture, if I was going to give an all defensive team to a Thunder member in the near future, it would be Lou and Stort and not Shea. But yep. amen, brother. Hope you're doing well, Lou. <laughs> hey, absolutely hope you're doing well, Lou. Like we miss you out there. I'm glad we got the win tonight, but we it has looked bleak without Lou and Stort out there on both ends of the ball. But also, uh, you know, Shea is not the only Thunder member that is going to be in Salt Lake on All-Star Weekend. Uh, Josh Giddy and our beloved Santa, J-Dub, J-Teletubby, Jalen Williams, whatever you want to call him, is also going to be in Salt Lake, part of the Rising Stars roster. Um, I mean, guys, were, were you surprised that Jalen Williams made the roster? Or, like, were you expecting it? What, what, what were you thinking? Yeah, I – what is he? The number Jared surprised. Yeah, well, because I think that's just super silly. Because I think one of the latest rookie ladders, you know, rookie of the year ladders I've seen, he's number three, um, behind um, Paolo, Paolo, and, and Matherin. Uh, Matt, yeah, Ben. So Ben Vecini was talking up Walker Kessler like no other on his last podcast. Well, he's not bad either, but I mean, if you just look at the number of slots that are there, absolutely, he should be there. Um, 
even with a game that he had tonight that wasn't just super duper impressive, the the kids got game. I mean, that backdoor pass that he put, um, who did he give that to? Uh, that was beautiful right there on the paint. Um, Shay, was it Shay? Okay, I couldn't remember yeah. who it was, but uh, yeah, he's yeah, what kind of stupid question <laughs> is that, Dylan? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, they're gonna do the same as last year, there's gonna be four teams. Um, the I don't know who the captains are, I know, or the coaches are. I know Darren Williams is gonna be one of the coaches, I don't know if the other ones have been announced yet. Um, but they are in the player pool. I think there's like, I think there's like 40 players. I could be wrong. I don't, I, I don't know exactly how many there are, but there's going to be four teams. There's going to have a draft and, uh, we're going to see where Gideon Jalen Williams end up. And, uh, you know, it, it's going to be fun. Like I, I really enjoyed the rising star challenge last year. I thought Giddy got hosed. I thought he was playing very well, but his, his team started to sell there at the end. Jalen Green, what are you talking about? That's he, all it was. It was Jalen Green who sold and did what he does. Yeah, that is true. He kept trying to hit that step back game winning three. Um, and then uh, Cole Anthony mooning Desmond Bain at the free throw line was not enough uh, to get the dub. So, yep. yeah, hopefully they uh, end up victorious uh, this, this go around. But we were going to do a little bit of a Rising Stars mock draft, but there's only three of us. So, it just wouldn't flow as well. So we're going to wait until the next podcast, maybe the, even the podcast after. Whenever we get four people on the pod, we're going to do it. Yep. But it'll be fun. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's, it's awesome to see. OKC is going to be very well represented at All-Star Weekend. Uh, you know, there's a possibility that uh, they didn't do the skills challenge last year, did they? They did, like, uh, there was, like, a three-part thing that, like, I remember Giddy Mo. Was it Mo? No, it was Giddy Barnes and Cade Cunningham were on a team. And then, like, the Cavs had a team with Mo Willie, Jared Allen, Darius Garland. And then the Antenna Quimpos had a team. It was Giannis, Thanasis, and uh, Costas. Do you guys remember this at all? Did you no, all watch it at all? I don't think I watched that one. I'm, I'm very big into, like, the Rising Stars, mm-hmm. like, the actual game, three-point dunk. And then the All Star Game, like the Jerry, rest Jerry just skips the other one. The yeah. only other one that happens, he skips. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. That's fair. I mean, yeah, I I, I liked it. I thought it was interesting. You know, they had like a passing thing. They had like a shooting thing. And uh, I don't remember what the other one was, but I think the I think the Cavs ended up winning it. And um, yeah, it, it was kind of annoying how the passing was because. Theoretically, the rookie should have won with Giddy and Cade and Scotty Barnes, but basically, like you got more points the further you could throw it, and the Antenna Quimpos were just like chucking it down the court. It, it was really dumb how it scored, but I'll be interested to see what they do with that, like you know, first event of the night on uh, All Star Saturday night. But uh, and then you know we're still hoping and we're still willing Isaiah Joe in the three point uh, contest. Uh, Jerry, um, I, I think you had a uh, rallying call for that. Man, and uh, we actually had our section getting it, man. Three-point champion. It was great. Um, and he showed another reason why tonight that should be happening because um, he hit it from everywhere. That one that he pulled up at the very end of the game from the literal logo or the Paycom logo, was. I was like, you dirtbag, like – 
if you make that, the Rockets bench might come up and fight you. <laughs> uh, just because you hit that nasty one right before, like with like 19 seconds left on the shot clock. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we get him in there. That would just be awesome. And I think he just deserves it. I don't even know mm-hmm. his, his uh, percentage right now. It's, I haven't even looked it up in like a couple weeks just because he's that good. Um, I already got basketball reference. I'll pull it up. He is shooting 43% right now, almost 44% from three. Um, so hell yeah. Like, give me who's leading the league right now in three point percentage. Uh, Damian Lee is shooting like 50%. Alpha, how many attempts though? Uh, about the same, I believe. No way in hell. I promise you. Hold up. I'm, I'm trying to pull it up. My internet's gone to crap. Well, you okay. live in Kentucky, He's shooting so. 46.8% from three on 3.7 attempts. I say he's got that beat by at least two, three attempts. No, oh, does he? He's got to. I'm, I'm, I'm filtering it out right now. Hold on. So... KCP is actually shooting 46.2 with 4.4. Isaiah Joe has 4.4 at 43.7. Alec Burks, surprisingly, is above him. Malcolm Brogdon is above him. Kennard, KCP, and then Damian Lee, like you mentioned, so with 3.7 attempts. Holy crap. Desmond Bain chucks him up. So, oh yeah, you've you've got like everybody's in like the same bracket. Then you have Desmond Bain, Laurie Markin, and Steph Curry are all just like in their own world. Oh yeah, that's nuts. Buddy Heald uh, is way yeah, up that's there. True, that's so, true. Um, so yeah, he he deserves it, man. I and just he's a nice guy. Like, why not put him in there? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the dunk contest uh, field's already been laid. I think it's uh, who is it? Shaden Sharp, Mac McClung. Uh, I don't remember who else it was, but it, it does look interesting. Like I, Matt McClung, like say what you want about him as a basketball player. He's a fun dunker. He's a really fun dunker to see. Uh, Shaden Sharp obviously can sky. So, I mean, yeah. all-star weekend is going to be fun. Yeah. Um, last thing that I want to talk about before we get off on this podcast, you know, obviously, like I said, we're going to have like mock dress for the Rise of Star Challenge and the all-star game and everything, you know, at a later date. But, um, for this one, uh, I think our next game is against the Warriors once again. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that's at Golden State, correct? Yeah, yeah. We're on a five-game road trip coming up. So mm-hmm. um, we're about to have a West Coast swing. Um, that includes the Warriors, the Lakers. Uh, those are the next two that I know for sure just because I've been talking mess. Typically, we play Lakers and Clippers like back-to-back. So it goes here. Warriors, yeah, Warriors, it. Lakers, Blazers, and then we're back at home against the, the Pelicans. Pelicans. And then we play the Rockets again at home. And then and we then go back the on the road. Break. Yeah. And then after the, the All-Star break, we go on the road. Yeah. For a little oh, while. So. Okay, cool. I didn't realize that it had officially been moved. I didn't see an announcement. But, yeah. So after the Warriors game, uh, the very next night, on the second night of the back-to-back, we will be playing – in LA against the Los Angeles Lakers. That game has officially been flexed to TNT, nationally televised, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. LeBron James is, I think I saw 36 points away yep. uh, from passing Kareem Abdul Jabbar's all time scoring record. Uh, 
tickets are going for i think i saw ninety four thousand. yeah courtside's going for ninety four thousand. <laughs> i think the average for courtside or like second row is it's something like thirty five thousand or something stupid like that it's like the average right now yeah um, so i mean you know obviously like shay's already an all-star reserve um, but we saw Luca get shook up the other night. We saw Curry get shook up tonight. I don't know if he returned to the game, but you know, a game like this, if Shea goes out like he did tonight against the Rockets, puts on a show while everybody's watching for LeBron to break the record, not only on national television, like me and Cone was talking about this when we was in OKC, like not only will this be a nationally televised game, this will be like potentially one of the most viewed games like of all time because people are watching they want to be a part of this historic moment they want to look back and remember where was i when lebron broke this record like what was i doing like uh, all this stuff and they might just tune in for a shade masterclass, and that could be something that pushes them into the all-star starter discussion if luca or curry has to miss so uh yeah this this game's gonna be a lot of fun and uh Jerry, I know you got some takes, man. So I'm let you fire it off. Yeah, it ain't happening against us. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. It ain't happening. Um, I have a feeling Lou's going to be back, and he's a LeBron whisperer, um, even though he gives up like five inches. Whoa. Um, and <laughs> <God>. <laughs> had to whip myself there. Um, but he gives up a lot of height. Uh, even then, I'm not too worried about it. Um I just think that this team is going to have a hell of a lot of pride on the line. And I'm just speaking for myself. Like if I was in anybody's position on this lender squad going into that game, I'm going to do whatever it takes to ruin everybody's night in LA that night to just make sure it does not happen. Um, we already have like one of the worst records ever you know with our 73 point loss i think is what it is mm -hmm. um i don't want us to be remembered and i don't think they would either as the team that lebron got it against now like if he needed like six points right that's one thing um but with 36 on the line um i just don't think the old man's gonna get it against us so uh he will get it just not against us I put the over under at 16 free throw attempts for him. I mean, night. he's going to have the most friendly. He's going to have the friendliest whistle in the history of all time. But he also has to make on them. an NBA court. He also has to make them and he's not shooting that great from the line. And I, I saw a stat the other day. He ranks like one of the worst. He has the highest drive, you know, some of the highest drives per game in the league with the lowest free throw attempts um, in the league also, uh, which I found pretty profound. And and I hope you're wrong about that. And if yeah. he does get 16 free throws in a game, right, we just got to make it hard everywhere else and make sure he's not getting easy bunnies, you know, in a bunch of other spots. So He's shooting uh, 76% from the line this year. Yeah. So, yeah, it ain't happening. Like, if, if, if I had gambling in my state, I would definitely bet against that. Because um, I know, I, th I think I saw some odds earlier. They're like, they're negative, you know, for for him to go do that against the Thunder um, mm -hmm. for some silly reason, which blows my mind considering what are we still, one of the top 10, league, 10 teams in the league in defense over the last two months. Um, pretty close, 
you know, we might be fringing there at this point, but um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what Maddie. So looking at the tickets, um, you know, you look at ticket prices cause sometimes the market kind of tells you what people think. Uh, the Lakers have two games coming up at home against OKC. And then two days later at home against Milwaukee, the OKC game, it's $229 to get in the building. Mm. It's $599 to get in the building against Milwaukee. So there certainly are a lot of people that might, that are, that are thinking, you know, what you're thinking and that it's pretty much a lock that he has it by the end of the Milwaukee game. So Oh yeah. Um, well, I think also though, like that that could be just like you know people trying to you know fork over a little bit more extra money so they can see LeBron versus Giannis. No. Yeah, but no. The, the Golden State games only you get in the building for two twenty. Yeah, at that's home against Golden State. So that's not that's not it. And you know we heard a lot about NFL scripts this past week. Uh, God, I'm sick of seeing Scary yeah. and Foster. Let's thank you, go. Aaron Foster. Yeah, thank you for this the meme activity. But oh god, um, I've seen NBA scripts around this, and you know Kareem played in Milwaukee when they yeah. were the Lakers. Um, so it would be very uh, throw your tinfoil hat on, boys. It's it, it would come full circle in that. So um, I don't. I just I just don't think this Thunder team is going to allow it. Well, hey, at this point, we got the game. We got the eyeballs. I don't oh, really yeah. care what happens. I just want us to get a win. Like, LeBron could score 100 for all I care. If we win, I don't care. Well, if he scores 100, we probably won't win, Dylan. Jesus Christ. Okay, but I said if he – as long as we win, I don't care. I don't want him to score 100 if we're not going to win, but – Well, he ain't scoring over 36, so don't worry about that. <laughs> um because I mean, they're our direct competition right now. Like we before this game tonight, we were tied with them in the standings. Yeah. Uh, so like we <laughs> we need, I mean, we need every win we can get, but especially against teams that we're like lobbying against. Well, I mean, what are we? Uh... Actually, we went over them tonight because the Pelicans beat them and we beat the Rockets. So I think we are officially one game ahead of them. Yeah, uh, uh, a half a game ahead of them right now. And then we are a game and a half from the eight seed, technically, because the Jazz, Pelicans, and Warriors all are um, at five hundred currently. So um, we're rocking that dot four seven one. So almost there, almost there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, we're a game back from. Portland game and a half from Warriors and Pelicans and Jazz. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's everybody's kind of just hanging out there in the two games back from the Wolves. It's been tight throughout the like past two weeks. Well, can can Anthony Edwards just quit going freaking nuclear every single night and just absolutely destroying everybody that he comes across? That'd be great right now. Yeah, I miss when the Timberwolves were a train wreck. What happened to that? Yeah, Anthony Edwards. I'm, uh, I, miss, I miss when the Clippers were a train wreck. Oh yeah, my I mean, gosh. They technically still are. I mean, that game that they gave up yeah, was pretty it, bad. The other night was 
were terrible. I sat there and watched it in its entirety, and I was like, good Lord. After they went out, and uh, would they have like a 15-point lead after one on the Bucks, and then just gave it up within like five minutes in the second quarter? So The night Paul George uh, is announced as an all-star uh, reserve, um, Paul George air falls a three and then the clutch. Yep, yep. Gotta love it. Typical Paul George. Gotta love way off P, baby. Yep. Gotta love him. All right. So boys. real, real quick, the stuff came out about Kyrie Irving. Mm. Does he get dealt? And where? I think he does. Um, where? I don't know. I think. I mean, a lot of teams make sense for Kyrie, but. I'm I'm just kind of confused what the asking price is. Like, how much is Brooklyn? Like, I, I saw a report that Brooklyn wants, like, for Miami, they want Bam Butler, a hero for Kyrie, and it's like he's a free agent this year. Like, yeah. unless he like gives you an assurance, and like, even if he gives you an assurance, like, are we trusting Kyrie? Or yeah, something? you can't trust that asshole more than further than you can <laughs> throw him. Like, no. If I'm any GM in this league, I'm like, hey, sorry, Nets. Sounds really great right now, but you got to go lay a, lay that egg because you're the one that did this and, you know what I mean, brought this in onto yourself. So, like, totally think, like, some of the other asking price that I've seen has been, what was the one that I saw for um, the Clippers just a little bit ago today? It was John Wall. Right. Yeah. Um, Probably Terrence Mann, Kennard. Yeah, I think it was Terrence Mann and, like, a couple of picks, like, way out in the future, um, like, past the ones that we own. And then uh, the Suns one was kind of interesting because it was DeAndre Ayton, uh, I think Cam Johnson, and some picks on top of that. But, as I said, if, if I'm anybody, he is not worth – anything right now like he's totally screwed his value up just this season like he had some questionable crap with the flat earther stuff and like some of the other crap that he used to spend but like this year he has absolutely positively screwed himself with you know the the anti-semitic stuff which is you know one one thing of it but what is this his third time asking for a trade this season something stupid like that where he's just coming out of nowhere saying that um, to, I mean, even in his past with the Celtics, what was he doing one night? He was quote unquote injured and he's out there playing video games on Twitch one night, if I'm remembering right. Um, Like, no, don't make them sit on that. Make them sit on it. Yeah. So I I can go most. I'm going to say, I think it's the Lakers. I think it's Russell Westbrook in a first and then they're going to extend him and they're just going to hitch their wagon. You know, it's, it's basically LeBron and Kyrie reunited in LA and they're going to hope for the best. I think that's what's going to end up happening. But do you think that the Nets really take Russell? He's expiring. It's fine. They're doing it for the first home. Well, they're doing it for the first. And if, and they have number seven, right? No, it does. They they got they can't just burn a season. Like they got to still try to compete. That's probably their best course of action forward. If because nobody else is going to meet their asking price. 
I just well, and that's the thing. I just don't think that they're really gonna be able to make a deal on that. Because if I'm any GM, I'm saying, look, I'll make the money work for somebody I don't really like. But other than that, like, screw you. Let's just do it straight up at this point. It's like trading pogs, like trading slammers. You know what I mean? Like, you don't trade a, a metal slammer for a plastic slammer. All right, you just no. don't do it, and then no. give somebody you know a hundred cardboard pogs. You don't do that. You're you're gonna try to match it straight up for straight up. Um, so his teammate to make things go full circle, Kevin Durant wouldn't be there without Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is the one that said, "Hey, let's go to Brooklyn." Kevin Durant said, "Yeah, let's do that." And they went to Brooklyn without even doing a visit or whatever. And the guy won GM of the year because of that, right? Kevin Durant's probably going to be the next domino to fall in that scenario. Um, Shea dropped 42 points in three quarters versus the Rockets. It's tied for the most points through three quarters by a Thunder player since Kevin Durant mm. in 2014. Future teammates, KD to OKC. It's got to happen. It's happening. I just don't see it happening. We'd have to give up way too much long-term for the, for the short-term and if this was like three years ago, I might be on board with that. But Katie's been hella injured the last two seasons. Like, hella injured. It's like every other month he's sitting out for like a week or two. And this one's supposed to last. I mean, granted, it was a freak accident, you know, with somebody landing into his knee. But, yeah, I just, no. Like, I'll, I'll give you something small for him. Like, you want a Darius Baisley and some picks? Cause I got that for you. Uh, and that wouldn't work anyway. Cause we, um, unless we signed Bayes to a $120 million contract over three years, uh, which I guess we technically could do. Um, Yikes. Yeah. But yeah, that, I don't think the Nets are taking that. That's my thing. Like it would be awesome if we could trade for him at this point. Uh, I think I saw Kevin Wilds put out the tweet that said, could OKC go from tanking to contender by trading for KD? Um, but, like, you know, it, it would be awesome in theory to get him, but, like, just the lack of tradable contracts that we have. Because, like, Lou Dort, it, like, it's Shea, and, like, Shea is nowhere near the table. Like, he's not even in the same room when we're talking about a Kevin Durant deal. No. Um, Lou Dort is our next, like, most tradable contract. And like from there, like you're just you, like you have to stack so many players just to equal Kevin Durant's contract that like I get it, like it's KD, he's playing at MVP level, but like at that point you've sacrificed your depth for you know one guy, and like yeah, Shea and KD would be awesome. Like you have Chet next year, that'd be awesome if you could somehow keep Giddy Jalen Williams in that trade. Like that would be awesome, but what are you going to do when they go to the bench? What are you going to do if one of them gets hurt? Like it's like, there's a lot like now he's a free agent in 2026. You know, if, if he wants to come to OKC in 2026, I don't know what kind of deal that looks like. I don't know what we're looking like at that point. I think that's paying us. He's paying us after 2016, (laughs) 10 years later, he's paying us alimony. It's like, all right, let's calm down now. Yeah, um, sorry. But no, like in, in that year, like I could absolutely see KD coming back. Like, I don't think like KD's not going to come back to OKC, but like for a trade, I, I don't see it happening. Ah, I, I, I'll play into it for the memes on Twitter. Like, I mean, it's, it's hilarious. It's super fun to like, you know, just kind of, you know, stir the pot on that. But 
no, I, I don't think there's any way that we could trade for KD. No. It would just be too much. I think I saw the only one that got close with the money. It was Dort, Moose, Kenny, and uh, I think it might have been Giddy. No, I saw one that was like Dort, Moose, Kenny, JRE, Darius Baisley, uh, and I think Trey Mann, and I think that was enough to make the money match for Casey. Well, you can be so close to it, though. You don't have to be exact, right? Not anymore. Well, next season, we're going to have a lot of cap space because mm. all that dead money comes off, so we don't have to be so matchy-matchy because we could still fall and have room under the cap. Yeah, well, so maybe in the offseason it could happen. Yeah, well, technically, yeah, we don't have a DPE. Don't we too? Because of Chet, but his money's what two million, three million this I year. I don't think I don't know that you can stack that though. Okay, okay. Yeah, like I we have a trade just... player exception too, but we can't like combine that with yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. But okay. but yeah. All I right. Mean, we can Sorry to drop the bomb and bounce, but you're yeah. good. I think we're about to Later head on. out here in a second too. So take it easy, moles. Later, moles. We have a mimosa. Peace. Mimosa moles out. <laughs> <laughs> all right no, yeah yeah on. no that i mean it, it's great in theory but it just yeah it just the the schematics and what you'd have to give up for it just wouldn't be worth it and i just have concerns about his health over the last two seasons really and truly i mean really the last three years um i just have concerns those those ligaments are not the same as what they used to be before so um one thing I wanted to talk about real quick, though. Oh, boy. Yeah. How about that Mo Bamba and Austin Rivers fight? <laughs> that was hilarious, dude. There was so many, like, memeable moments. Like, Marco Fultz's face to whatever Mo said. Yes, that like, was hilarious. I just, I wish there, like, there, there has to be another camera angle of Austin Rivers. Like, because we saw the reaction that he, like, kind of stopped in his tracks and looked at him. And then we saw, like, when they were, like, exchanging blows. But, like, I want to see the lead up. Like, I want to see him approach him. I want to see Mobamba stand up. I want to see them get in each other's face and push. Like, I want to see the escalation. Yeah, yeah. Well, if I had to guess, he probably said something about his sister. If I had to guess. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, like, because there's not too many things that are going to trigger an NBA player that bad unless you talk about someone's family. Um, because you know that's all off limits. Like you can talk about me all you want, but someone said that he said this isn't high school anymore. That doesn't warrant that reaction. So I don't understand. You know that that's not what was said. Um, how about Austin just over there putting a chokehold on him at the bottom of the pile for a little bit, which I thought was even funnier that he's an old man compared to Mo, smaller mm. than Mo, um, and had him just wrapped up like a boa constrictor down there at the bottom of the pile and Suggs try to, you know, rip him off and just fell um, essentially whenever he brought him down. Uh, yeah, it reminded me of a freaking uh, zero um, choking. Uh, wow. What's the dude's name in holes? Uh, the big tall white dude, but he jumped on hit on top of him and put him in a chokehold though. Man. And it's crazy because we've had so many fights this year in the nba i don't know like someone's got to have the fight tracker going on out there 
because there's been a ton this year. Like, I feel like we're, we're almost on, you know, we need to start getting on our feet to count these things because I'm pretty sure there's been over 10 where there's been, like, really, really close to, like, Royal Rumbles out there. Oh, there's been two in the past, like, what, three days? Yeah, and then even before that, there, there's been some chippy moments you know, throughout the whole year so far. Yeah, like you um, had the the magic the was involved with. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I think it was Mo Wagner uh, and Killian Hayes. Because well, we're talking about that too. Where does Mo plays for the Magic? Yeah, yeah. So the the denom- you know the common denominator here <laughs> is the Magic. Is the Magic, or it's Dylan Brooks, um, one or the other. Cool. Yeah. So, um, quick comment on Dylan Brooks. You got new braids and lost your effing mind this season. Um, you're not that guy, pal. You're not him. Uh, so, quit trying to be him. And that was such a – and I'm starting to notice his trend. He's a Draymond Green of guards. Mm-hmm. Um, because he literally did just try to whack a penis there. Uh, <laughs> during that like that was not like oh my god that was an accident no yeah. nobody flails their arm that way you know the Steph injury that happened with him you know with the shoulder he definitely grabbed and pulled him on that um, really really dirty uh, and he's hurt a few more guys you know throughout his career so um, I just wanted to take a moment to say I hate you Dylan Brooks <laughs> I don't hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing well. Um, I hope you catch a sickness or something really weird soon um, to where you don't play a few games. And um, Or, you know, I don't wish injury on somebody, but if you did, I wouldn't feel bad for you um, <laughs> just because you've already shown the type of guy that you are. It's because he spells his name wrong. Um, anybody that spells their name D I L L O N is probably going to be a wild man. So yeah, what the hell are you, a pickle? Yeah. Like, what's what's going on here? Um, as I say that, my nephew literally spells it the same exact way. But oh dang it, yeah. But he, you got a wild nephew too. Yeah, no, he is wild. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I can't stand that guy. I just wanted to take a moment to make sure that we talked about that idiot too. And um, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what a jerk! And then yeah, what's up with the Grizzlies? They're they're in it too all season. That's it's like the magic of the Grizzlies are just well, doing the most. Well, the Grizzlies have been acting outlandish all year. Like or, you remember when Ja grittied against us in the middle of the game? Yeah, like what are you doing, yeah. dog? Like <laughs> so stupid. get your sit your little ass down. Like you're super <laughs> athletic, but you're gonna it's gonna fall off a cliff sooner than later. And I'm sorry, without your athleticism, you're not that guy, pal. You're just not. Your shot's not good enough. You, you don't have a jumper. You literally only have one move. It's called the Jerry. Um, and that's taking somebody all the way to the hole because that's what I'm good at. <laughs> and uh, you don't have the genetics that I do. Um, oh, God. To be doing it at 36, almost 37 years old. So Yeah, and I'll say that Shay's better. So that's, that's all we got to say about it. That's definitely all we got to say about it. Um, before we go, I, I want to get your prediction. What, what do you think happens with Kyrie? You know, the trade deadline is Thursday. He says that he wants to be moved by the deadline or he's not resigning him. Very courteous of him to give them that six day notice. Uh, what, what do you think? You think he ends up staying in Brooklyn or do you got a team in mind? I just, no, I, the Lakers, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be the dumbass Lakers and Palenka. 
Like the dude's a clown, but I'm sorry. Like if you have something between your ears and just his past behaviors, if I'm any GM in this league, I'm not touching dude. Like, and it's not even about like pushing me over the edge or making me like bump that. He is a risk to my locker room. He's a risk to my culture. He's just a risk in, in him and of himself. Like I just, I cannot trust the guy. So I would not want to do it. But I think if there is a team dumb enough to make it happen, it, it could be either one of the LA teams really and truly. Yeah, um, I think they're desperate enough. Um, isn't one, everybody in LA though? Like, well, th- there was one team I saw, I think it was in the athletic that, that put this out. Um, but the idea of trading him to Chicago uh, for a, a package centered around Zach Levine. And really it's just like a life raft for Chicago because they've locked up Levine long-term and it looks like his knees are deteriorating. And, you know, even if Kyrie leaves in the summer, like that's a contract that is off your books immediately and you don't have to sit there for four years with it. Um, Maybe this year you kind of have a push with Kyrie, DeMar and Vucevic as your team to try to, you know, because you don't have your pick, the magic own your pick. So, like, maybe you can try to make a, you know, push towards relevancy with Kyrie. And, you know, same with Brooklyn. You know, maybe Levine plays better off of KD than, you know, a guy like DeMar or Vucevic, something like that. Like, I could see that being, like, a mutually beneficial deal for both sides and, uh, you know, even for Kyrie. Yeah, but you have to look at just Chicago and their free agent history, minus Zach Levine, really, really, truly. No one wants to live in Chicago during the winter. It's terrible there. Um, That's the thing about trade, man. Like you get traded there, you're you're, you're stuck there. Well, but I'm saying at the end of his contract. But I'm saying like you would get more value long term by trading Zach Levine in like a bunch of other cities. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Than going on a two and a half month rental of Kyrie Irving. Yeah, like awesome. I just. Like I said earlier, like if if I'm any other GM in the league, I'm gonna make the Nets sit on that, like lay your egg, um, because that's just you. You did that. You're you're the one that did that, and uh, I don't know. Kyrie just frustrates the hell out of me. If you can't tell, like it well, pisses but- me off with people that have so much talent. You know what I mean? Like they can be so good at what they do and do it better than like 99% of the world. They, they let their damn ego get in the way of making those things happen. And Kyrie's like one of the best examples in the NBA that I could think of like recently, you know what I mean? That like, just don't, don't get there. Cause I don't know about you, Dylan, but neither one of us could act that way at work. Uh-huh. We, we could, we wouldn't have a job. You know what I mean? And and the fact that he seems to think that he can continue to do this and people are going to be like, oh, my gosh, it's Kyrie. He's great. Well, it's it's going to lose its luster after a while, especially the older that you get in this league. Um, and, yeah, I just, I, I, just, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. But, it, like I said, I, if, if any teams are going to do it, it's, it's the late, or the L.A. teams, one or the other because they're just dumb enough and they do have a higher chance to resign him long-term 
than anybody else in the league by yeah. far. Yeah. And I just got to, I got to mention this real quick. Cause this is like one of the coldest captions Shay has put out so far. Oh yeah. I saw that. Yeah. So you know how I like my drink. The quickness by the way. Yeah. 42 on the rocks. Cup only three quarters full. Dog. This the last one and this one, like I can't wait to see the Jalen Williams explanation. Nope. No, I found Drake's ghostwriter all these years. <laughs> uh, we never knew who it was. It was Shay this whole time. Um, yeah. That's why he came to OKC last year. Exactly. He to, you know, pay his respects to his, his ghostwriter. Yeah, it's gotta be. What that is just filthy that he said that. <laughs> or maybe Shay has uh, Drake's ghostwriter on speed dial. Who knows? No, Shay. Shay seems smooth. Shay does enough it. like that. Like he's yeah. he's got that swag about him that you're like, yeah, you're that dude on the court and off the court. Like I can just tell. S G A and the S is for smooth. Yeah. Oh man, what a week at NBA. We lose yeah. the Rockets, come back, smack them around. Yeah. Shea puts up 42 and three quarters. I'll tell you, I feel a lot better tonight than I did on Wednesday. So, well, and let's talk about that too. Like, everybody quit fucking overreacting on every single loss that we get. Like, chill out. Like, it's well, the NBA. You're going to lose to bad teams every so often. Does it suck that we've lost the Rockets twice before tonight? Absolutely. I'm not mm-hmm. disagreeing with that point, but. It's going to freaking happen. They still have won six out of their last ten. Like, chill. It's going to be okay. Yeah, I'm still probably going to be upset. I, I mean, I just get upset, like, if we lose. It's not just because the Rockets. And it's not even because the loss. It's because of how we approach the game and how we play it. Like I said, we got out, worked out, hustled, all, all the things. And, you know, that's just frustrating whenever you see a team that has fought so hard to come back like through work and hustle and all those things. And that's, that's what was frustrating to me. You know, I mean, I I'm in a couple of group chats that have people that overreact minute by minute, like Shay misses a jumper. It's like, okay, we need to trade him. Like he needs to go to China. Like, you know, stuff like that. I'm, I'm not like that. I was just upset in the effort. That's all. Well, keep it to yourself. How about that? <laughs> I got a <laughs> vent, man. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Just, Put your hands on Chelsea, beat her up, and then every slap you give her, you say, this is because Shay did not play good tonight. Whack. And that's a joke because she would literally. That went so something. many ways. I was not prepared. Yeah. Well, it went that way. Uh, but she would literally beat you up anyway, so don't do that. She does beat yeah. me up. Like, yeah. this This is a cry for help. Like, <laughs> help. I got you. She paused her TikTok. I think she hears me. Oh, my gosh. Well, no, what a week. And uh, LeBron's not going to break the record against us. That's fine. And um, what what do you think, you know, what's going to happen? We have three games next week. Warriors, Lakers, Blazers. Three-game road trip here. What's your predictions? I think realistically I'm going to go two and one. Two and one. I'm going to agree with you on that one. I think we get the Blazers and we probably get the Lakers. And then I don't know why we can't beat the Warriors for some silly reason. But see, I think we get the Warriors and the Lakers and we lose to the Blazers because we come off the high of beating the Warriors and the Lakers. Okay. I'll give you that. 
and then we lose the Blazers. Yeah, because I mean the same like um uh, tenacity that we saw tonight against the Rockets, like because we wanted to come back and beat them, I think we're gonna see against the Warriors. Okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I could see that, especially the way that we played that game was was definitely a hell of a lot better in the third quarter going into the fourth, you know, and playing the whole fourth than what we did the first two and a mm-hmm. half quarters of that game. So I can give you that. I can give you that. Yeah, two and one. I just don't think it's gonna be against the Warriors. Unless Steph is hurt, then we might get that one. That is possible as well. So yeah, we might get that one. All right, man. Well, hey, I uh, I'm looking forward to uh, you know these next few games. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, very looking forward to the TNT game. My buddy's a huge Lakers fan, huge LeBron fan, so he's gonna come over and watch the game with me. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, well, it, it it's gonna be fun. Um, either way. Um, but yeah, I might post game pod Tuesday. Uh, I'll say this just like tentatively, uh, if we win that game. And like Shea goes off, or like we hold LeBron to the record, we'll we'll do a post game pod like immediately after that game. Yeah, that's gonna be late. Um, but like I'll be up, so I'll do it. Um, if we lose, look for the pod the next day <laughs> because I won't have the adrenaline. <laughs> and then uh, just one thing that I want to plug in real quick: I uh, tweeted out a OKC Blue event um i don't know if there's any floor seats left over but it is twenty dollars to sit anywhere in the arena um of course they like shut down a whole bunch of it um as of the other night there was like nine floor seats left for 35 dollars um which includes a flight of beer um which i don't know what a flight of beer is i think it's just a few different kinds i'm just gonna ask for the same kind um (laughs) And it comes with a Thunder Pint glass. And then there are raffles to win some uh, Thunder prizes, not blue prizes, some Thunder prizes. So nice. um, if you're interested, go hit up my Twitter. I just retweeted again tonight um, to join in the action and uh, go support our blue guys uh, since Oos and, and some of these guys are going to be going down there. And of course, Jameis Ramsey, because um, he's the GOAT. And uh, Ramsey is a killer, he's a bucket, and uh, Oliver Saar, since he's back with us, Olivier, Uh, Olivier, I'm gonna say Oliver, I'm not French. (laughs) Um, and uh, that's on March 10th, by the way, at 7 p.m. So glad you said the name or or not the name, the day, (laughs) yep. So, March 10th, um, if you have any questions, holler at me, and I will try to get you directed the right way. All right, Chelsea is calling for me, so I think it is time to end the podcast before we see violence on the screen. So with that being said, um, I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you for the support. I hope everybody has a great night. God bless. Hoop when you can. And as always, Thunder Thunder up. up. Hey, we kind of did it in unison. We got it timed out. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter, at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up!
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.